Fiends and horror hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week, this time live by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing real good, since we just saw this movie. Yeah, this was a lot of fun, and this is going to be a different format than we usually do. Usually, we watch the movie. This is a, Usually, it's a movie we've seen a bunch of times, not always, but a lot of times, it's not right out of the theaters, like, then within an hour into recording. Yeah, I also didn't take a notebook with me, because I'm not a goober. I didn't want to sit there writing down notes the entire time. I'm like, I can remember. But I did keep Count of the Dead on my fingers. So, Which was hilarious because throughout the movie, some characters you think are dead come back a lot, come back to life. And I would see Greg like put the finger back down. I was like, oh no, that one doesn't count. It got me every time. <laughs> All right. Um, I can say this because it is a new release. And this is one screen franchise in general is a franchise that you really can have spoiled for you. So full spoilers going forward. Yeah, because the main thing in this all these movies is who's the killer? It's not like a Jason, a Michael, and whatnot. You never know who it is, except for this movie, because I almost called it, like, towards the beginning when we got introduced to these characters. I'm like, okay, those two are too weird. They're the killers. Yeah. Yeah, it just came out in 2022, directed by Matt... Bella, Ted Lubba, and Tyler Gillett. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they have like some collective name for their directing. It's the okay. same people who did Ready or Not, which I love that movie. Okay. So, that's uh, cool. Obviously, the first entry in Scream not directed by Wes Craven, but they did have a nice little four Wes thing on there at the end of the movie, so I like that a lot. Yeah, that was cool. Like, I saw, like, I tried to avoid spoilers for as long as I could, but I did see a tiny thing about, like, oh, they dedicated the movie to Wes. Which I almost saw going in that they would do. Well, yeah, it would be weird if they didn't. Yeah, where they, yeah, they just completely ignore him, like they're like Wes who, like yeah. <laughs> Craven, <laughs> who's that? No, but yeah, it was really good. So you're not huge into Scream, as you've told me. No, I'm not huge into the franchise. I and I appreciate Wes Craven, but I his movies are not my favorite of the horror movies. I like I'll watch those every few years, other than like. Friday the 13th Part 6, I just watched again last night. Yeah. But watching this movie, I actually enjoyed this one, I would say, right there with the original Scream. Yeah, I honestly, I, I did try to sit back for a minute before we came on. I'm like, where would I put this? And legit, it's not the original. The original will always be my favorite. I don't think you can duplicate that. It's like one of those lightning in a bottle movies that you're not going to just be able to recreate. But it is my favorite sequel, I think. Yeah, what well, is Matthew Lillard alone makes that movie great. Yeah, uh, both honestly, him and Skeet. I love the killers in the first one. Which, yeah, we said spoilers. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, Skeet kind of does a Grand Moff Tarkin from Rogue One and shows up in this movie. Yeah, a bunch of times. Like, so I did know going in, and this wasn't a spoiler. This was in one of the trailers. They're like the. Victims are all related to the two original killers. Hmm. So I knew that going in. I remembered that. I didn't know they were going to be Billy's kids. Yeah, which I thought was... And I love how they like used him where it's like he, his daughter, his illegitimate daughter with this lady like has flashes of him. But he's almost like now he's good. It's like Force Ghost Billy Loomis. Yeah, didn't it seem like... They kind of towed the line of making Billy almost like a ghost anti-hero. Now listen, if you haven't seen the movie, it's not nearly as ridiculous as we're making yeah. it sound. It sounds <laughs> way worse than it is. It was cool. I liked the way they actually did it, but it sounds ridiculous saying it out loud. It's not Harold Ramis showing up in Ghostbusters where he has like an aura around him and all of a sudden he helps stop the new killers. Like, <laughs> yeah, which Ghostbusters got a reference in this, which was not one of the franchises I expected Scream to I've, ever reference. There was a million, I forget that one. It was when they're talking about requels, which, yeah, that's oh, what, yes. What Scream does is they play off of what's big in horror every time, which is why it's fun, honestly, more when there's big gaps between it, which is why I think I like Scream 4 so much because there's a lot of time before between the original and four. So horror changed a lot. Like when four came out, it's when they were doing remakes like crazy. Yeah. So they were talking about that. 
This one is when we're in the quote-unquote requel, the reboot sequel. So they mentioned Ghostbusters, Star Wars, Halloween, like all these movies. Friday the 13th. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're like, you can't just do a complete remake. The fans won't accept it. It has to still tie to the original and still be something new. Jamie Lee has to be in the movie to make people care. Yeah, like which I like because it's a glimpse in what the face of horror is like today. So I really like that a lot. So... Any other more thoughts before we get into our beat for beat? Which, by the way, as I said, I didn't take notes, so beat for beat's going to be all over the place with this one. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I don't know, like right off the bat, I'm just say I really enjoyed it, and I'm interested to see like and like re remember things I know I've already forgotten. Yeah, exactly. I I do want to see this again now. I probably I won't see it again in theaters. I rarely see movies more than once in theaters anymore, but I can't wait to watch it again when it's out. Oh, like, I know I went on an anti-theater rant, like, I think it was during the Malignant episode, where I was like, I didn't like it in theaters, but I liked it when I was home. This one, actually, I had, I enjoyed going to go see it in theaters, and I thought it was, okay, that was worth it. Yeah, this was a fun theater watch. Alright, so the movie starts out with, if you saw the trailer, that scene from the trailer with Jenna Ortega's character, who is Tara Carpenter, and being called by Ghostface and all that stuff. I didn't realize until we were back at your house talking about it. I'm like, oh, fuck, Carpenter. Well, as soon as, like, I heard, like, there's, like, a Carpenter, there's a Wes, of course there's Billy Loomis, you know. And as soon as I heard Carpenter, I did, like, a side eye to Greg. I was like, okay, here we go. Yeah, so this isn't revealed right away, but the Carpenter kids, who is Samantha and Tara, there are the children of Billy Loomis who had sex and got another girl pregnant shortly before he died. And so they were born after he was already dead and screaming and everything like that. I do like they also have his like weird shaggy in the in his face hair. <laughs> I think I pointed that out yeah. like during the movie. Like, oh shit, that's actually really smart. Um Tara's character has this haircut where she has bangs on both sides of her face drooping down just like his ridiculous haircut and scream. But it just works. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it, you wouldn't think it weird until you put it together. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. But so she's attacked by Ghostface. The typical phone call and everything. This is the first Scream movie, though, where the victim doesn't die in the opening scene. Yeah. And, well, yeah, I guess that is true. I also love how, like, it plays on the thing of they cell phones exist. It's 2022. Like, and she's like, is this the scene where she's Googling the trivia answers that he keeps yeah. asking her? Yeah, he does the typical, like, in the original, asking horror trivia. This one's all about Stab. He's like, who is the hero in Stab? Like, Sydney Prescott! Like, they stomp. Very good. And they're like, who played... I, f I forget. But anyway, she's Googling it on her phone this time, which makes perfect sense. Exactly what you would do. You're yeah. not going to have a, the killer was Jason's mother moment in this one. I also like it, and it was... It was suspenseful of, like, she, like, just found the answer right in time. And there was a few moments where I'm like, oh, shit, are they going to do it? Or, because the Scream movies, one thing I will give them is you never know what's going to happen. Oh, no, they'll they'll pull the rug out from you constantly. Yeah. They can keep you on your toes, which all goes back to why I think this franchise actually was great is the whole surprise of killing off your biggest star in the first one. That's what the franchise is known for. But, so that all goes on. She gets the fuck stabbed out of her. Like, I thought she was dead. I put my oh, thumb yeah. up. <laughs> like, my first death. <laughs> and I had to take it back down later. But no, she doesn't die. And we later find out that's very much on purpose. Yeah, but I do love where it's like, yeah, she's in the hospital. They're actually, it's not like, oh, now she's just all of a sudden okay. Which I'm going to say at the very end, because we're jumping all yeah, around. Yeah, we can Spoilers. Um, uh, Sydney and Gail are both, like, stabbed and shot in the stomach. But then at the very end, they're just sitting on the ambulance tailgate with, like, a blanket around them. It's like, you need to go to the... Half an hour ago, in, like, your time, you were, like, laying on the front yard bleeding to death, screaming. Now you're fine. I think that's scream, because I'm pretty sure those two humans are just made out of entirely scar <laughs> tissue at this point. Which I've got to bring up, too, whenever Dewey shows back up and he's like, I've been stabbed nine times. I'm over this. I love that. <laughs> I, I'm here for old, grizzled Dewey. Yes. I never knew how much I wanted it, but I'm also happy they kept his comedic relief there, but not to an annoying degree. Just the right amount of him giving those, like, classic Dewey, like, what the fuck looks and stuff like that. Yeah. Then I love the, where he accuses, um, what's his name? The one who's Judy Hicks's from Scream 4's son with oh. the frosted hair. Wes. Wes, yeah. Wes. Named Wes. <laughs> where, like, 
he accuses, well, it could be you, and goes into, like, you used to be married to a famous wife, you lost everything, now you just crawled into a bottle, it was, well, could be, you could be the killer, because that cut really deep. Like, he still has those Dewey moments that I love. I love, too, his, like, voice breaks, and he's like, Dude, that was really mean, man, like, yeah. come on, like, fuck you. Okay, so we get all that, then Tara's sister, who's moved away, it gets the phone call from Wes, like, hey, you should come back. Tara's been attacked. She was stabbed by someone in a ghost face mask. And the line, someone in the ghost face mask, really tips her off. And I feel like that right away let me know, like, oh, these are the ones who are related to one yeah. of the killers. Right. But her and her boyfriend, Richie, go back home. Richie is not from Woodsboro. He's the one she met after she moved away. Yeah, where we find out where it's like, I love the Dewey scene where he's like, immediately they sit down to get help from him. And he's like, you, how long have you known him? And he's like, uh, about six months. Did you know that her father was the killer? He's like, no. He's like, it's always the love interest. Hey, do you have <laughs> a, an obsession with the stab movies? Yes. Just him. And then I love later in the movie, I'm pretty, wasn't he watching it on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he said, because I want to know what I'm up against. Yeah. Well, he's watching the original as well, where that's the good one, as he puts it later. What me and you have said time and time oh, again yeah. about Scream. Yes. Um, I I got to talk about the Stab movies for a second, because Scream 2 was the first time Stab was introduced to right. the franchise. And, you know, I didn't hate it then. It was whatever. They made a movie about it. Sure. Scream 3 was so mm. much about Stab yeah. that I lost my mind over it. I'm like, I don't like this. The fake sets of the actual houses from like the first couple movies and whatnot. And I'm just like, okay, we c you're going so hardcore at it. I'm, and that's a part I think what lost me is because what, which screen was on TV all the time? Scream 3. Yeah. It'll be on TBS and all that shit all the time. And back in the day, you didn't have Netflix and shit. You had like a few VHS movies and whatever was on television. I would watch Scream 3 and then be like, oh yeah, I don't like this movie. And then it would be on again and I'd still watch it. Yeah, and then 4 talked about Stab, but it wasn't so much. I think Stab is a good plot point when done just enough. I think this movie mm -hmm. did a good amount, so I was fine yeah. with that. Yeah, I like where they're talking about like Stab 8, and now he has like a silver mask, and he has oh. a flamethrower. Okay, <laughs> so here we go. One, when they were talking about Stab 8, Shout out to Dead Meat. Yes. James A. Janice and Chelsea are both in it. And I was, I was like, oh, holy shit. Look at Dead Meat. Go you guys. Uh, me and Greg were sitting in the theaters in like one of the front rows. And me and him both like jump out of our seats almost immediately when we saw him. We're like, holy shit. Like, yeah, like <laughs> go Dead Meat. Holy shit. Yeah, like but, I was honestly just so happy for them. Like they got to do that. That was so cool. Yeah. But one of the scenes from the trailer, I was most excitedly nervous, but. I need to see how this plays out, <laughs> was me metallic-faced ghost face with a flamethrower, and my disappointment in realizing it was just a scene from Stab 8 is immeasurable. I saw a, po a picture or a poster of the metallic scream mask, and I was like, oh god, don't do that. I was like, go the classic mask and the classic costume that looks like it's cost $10. Yeah, exactly. And what I'm glad they did. What they say in the first one, you can buy it at every five and dime in the country. Like, yeah. It's super cheap, which also I bet they hate that they did that now because it was a real costume. That's yeah. why you always see like Ghostface, like merch and figures and stuff always just has Ghostface, not Scream on it. Because the company that turned out this shitty costume now are like millionaires because yeah. Scream like licensed their costume out. It's just so, it's like such a like awesome like it's like winning the lottery of like oh, yeah. you're selling these like dollar masks that now you can mark up to twenty dollars and people are like thank you for allowing me to buy this exactly like, <laughs> but yeah that was just for stab eight the seed which also i want to watch stab eight because i saw ghost face using nunchucks in it <laughs> and it looked wild i'm like i want them to if, the, if this is the last screen which they set it up that it could be do you agree with that? I mean, it could be and it could not be. Yeah, but yeah. they set it up where they could end it there or they yeah. could keep going. And it would be a satisfying ending, I think. But I think the logical next step is actually make the Stab movies. That's um, where we have to go. Go that meta. Yes. But now, and nothing else 
It's just stab movies. So yeah. the first one, we basically have to watch oh, Scream God. again and just no. make our way through it. You have to watch a, ba- a bad version of Scream where, like, they keep watching Stab in this movie. Yep. And I keep being like, I want to see Jamie Kennedy, not that one. Yeah. <laughs> and do it like they do with Fear Street. Just release them all a week after each other on Netflix. <laughs> that would be, that, it could happen. Yeah, I'd go for it. I would, I would watch them. But so after the whole hospital attack and then her sister, Sam, goes back with her boyfriend, Richie. They're talking about it and everything. Uh, lots of horror references all through the movie, like all the Scream movies. And I know it's a cheap way to get people like me and you excited, but like, oh, you're talking about Jason Voorhees just shows up. I'm like, yay! <laughs> oh, yeah. And so they said Jason Voorhees in the movie in Friday the 13th. And I just like, if I could have been like, yay! Like, I, I would have clapped if I could have. Like, yes. that, I like him! <laughs> yes, that one! Let's do just little cheap references and stuff. Like, when she's describing what goes on, like, the town I'm from Woodsboro, every now and then this guy dresses up in a white Halloween mask and kills people. Like, like <laughs> Halloween? No, not like Halloween. Okay, kind of like Halloween. Yeah. I love that they admit it. They're like, yeah, we know. Yes. Like, I also love, like, there's these all these kids. Like, I, it's like the new group of high schoolers. Yeah. And they live in this town, but they're all like, oh, we kind of heard of those movies. I, like, saw it once at a sleepover when I was 12. I was like, I'm more into, like, Hereditary and the Babadook. Yeah. <laughs> the whole opening phone call thing, what's your favorite scary movie? Like, the Babadook, which, don't get me wrong, uh-huh. Babadook, fine movie. I uh-huh. like it. But, <laughs> but it opens up a lot of conversation about kids and their, quote, unquote, and look, I hate this term more than anything, elevated horror. Look, the term <laughs> elevated horror, I think, is insulting to horror as a genre because that makes it seem like, oh, if it's good, we're going to call it a different genre. No, fuck you. It's just a good horror movie. Exactly. Yeah. That's like, you know, it's like, oh, what's that meme of, oh, uh, I only love the most sophisticated horror movies. Oh, fuck it. Let's watch Sleepaway Camp 3 again. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I never like that term. But they do bring up elevated horror and like the t- kids of today liking that more and the whole requel thing that we get the whole... That's our Randy spiel, pretty much, in this one, is them explaining the rules of a requel. <laughs> yeah. Which, I'm glad they gave me that term. I've always not known what to call them. I always call them, like, reboot sequels. That, yeah. That helps me out now. I actually, yeah, I agree, because I never exactly knew what the... I always called it kind of reboot, because they did Jane Summit Bob reboot. Yeah. That had that same formula, but it's not really yeah, a it's reboot. Not, it's not exactly a reboot, because it still counts the past. Yeah. At least most of it. So I have, uh, what, uh, headcanon I've learned, and repool. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're going to learn all the film terms now. We'll, we'll be film buffs by the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> so we get them back. We meet our new group of teenagers. We get this, now that I'm thinking about it, I think the most random part of this movie, though, is the random guy who's older, like the junkie kind of guy who harasses mm. the kids and randomly gets killed. Yeah, where he's, like, the one girl was like, oh, I slept with him, like, last year, and it was, like, by, like, I regret it and whatnot. Like, I wish I wouldn't have done it. And he just keeps, like, yeah, showing up for a few times. He's our first kill of the movie. Yeah, actual kill. Yeah. Which I love that kill of, it's just real quick, just... Yeah. And the neck. Man, I gotta tell you, because, look, Scream's biggest thing. Once in a while, they got a creative kill, especially going to the first one, the whole garage door, one of my favorite yeah. kills. Um, or the stupid one from three, whoever smells the gas and all this <laughs> dumb shit. But anyway, it's typically that hunting knife stabbed. You're right. But I'll tell you what they did in this I loved is the close-ups of the stabs. Like the one where the kid who's the cop's son, Wes, yeah. when he gets stabbed and you see it go into his throat and out of it and that extra fleshy bit there, which was just gross and perfect, it was great. I think the effects in this one were really good. Yeah, whenever it's slow like that, it just hits it like, it looks... It hits you harder than if it's just the quick stabs. Where, like, someone could get stabbed 50 times, and I'm like, oh, okay. You'd show me one slow stab. I'm like, oh, God. Exactly. (laughs) But so that random guy that we're talking about, the only significance he has is they reveal that he was the nephew of Stu. Okay. So Stu's sister was his mother. Because I remember later in the movie they mentioned that, and I thought they were talking about him, but I couldn't exactly remember. But, okay, that's good to know. The only thing that would have made it better is if, like, those kids are like, we're going to go tell on you for being a piece of shit and trying to sleep with a high schooler. He's like, my mom and dad are going to be so <laughs> mad at me. That was the only thing that could have made that better. They're, like, chasing him with a flat screen and, like, whacking him with it. Because <laughs> they're too hurt. light now. <laughs> whacking him with, like, a steel chair. Yeah. wrestling with a flat screen TV. <laughs> but, yeah, so he's Stu's nephew. So this Which, establishes 
that the killer is hunting down the family members of the original killers from Scream. Which we uh, never get Stu in this movie. No, we don't. And you know what? Look, here's what's bad for me. I wanted Stu to be the killer the whole time because I'm like, Stu could have survived. Well, I remember uh, I didn't watch part two, but I watched uh, The Dead Meat on part two. They were talking about, uh, in Scream 2, they mentioned on the news that he died. Yeah, but they could have did a witness thing. They could have written around that easily. Very easily. But here's the thing. I have to let that go from my head, or else I will be mad at the movie that I didn't get that I wanted and not the movie that I did get. I have to separate those things almost. Which I enjoy. It almost would have maybe been a little too much of a, we're wheeling out everyone we have at once of like, we got Billy, we got like Dewey's back, Sydney, Gale, like Stu. It would have been cool to see Stu, but it would have just force awakened it. Yeah, it definitely would have. And look, I wouldn't have complained. No, not at all. No, I would have been stoked. I, that's where I would have well, out loud cheered in the theater. They kind of did a Force Awakens thing in a way. Go on. They killed a main character. Yeah, they do. We'll get there. We'll get there. The we big, don't know which one. Honestly, the one that would honestly be the equivalent of Han Solo, I guess, out of our, our three in this movie. Yeah. But anyway, we'll get there. Um, so we get them all, they all come back, we meet our main cast, so here's how our main cast is related to the original movies. We don't have anyone related to Sydney because we got that in Scream 4. We have, though, the two kids of Billy, so we have, well, I keep getting these names lost. We have Uh, Tara and Sam, right? That's right. The Carpenters. And we had the nephew of Stu, who we just talked about, got killed. Mm -hmm. And then we have the niece and nephew of Randy. Right, the film buff, right? Yes. Yes. Which um I had to you had to remind me before we record. I'm like, what which one was Randy? And you told me I was like, Oh, I loved him in the first one. Yeah. There are certain rules you must abide to. Because if anyone if I'm anyone in these movies, I'm Randy, where I'm just screaming about the movies and no one cares. They're like, Shut up, we're trying to watch it. Yes. <laughs> but so he's dead. Uh people are starting to piece it together. They go to the one guy they think can help who still lives in town introducing Dewey into this new Scream movie. And I love old grizzled Dewey. Yeah, he has like a gray beard and there's like patches of like his mustache is still black, but he like, he's like living in a trailer. He, you see him putting whiskey in his coffee and he's watching Gail, who's now on like a Today Show type like morning show. Yeah, she has like a morning news show. She's doing great. They've obviously split. Dewey's not doing well. I love knock at the door. He goes, I don't do interviews. <laughs> so I guess this happens a lot. You know, true crime po- podcasts and stuff are probably always trying to get Dewey on. It, it would have been so funny if they did a reference, like the kids themselves did a reference to Halloween 2018. They're like, we'll give you $3,000. And he never <laughs> saw it because he doesn't want to watch those. So he's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> that would have actually been spot on. But he goes, give me a good reason not to, I don't know, chase you away or something mm-hmm. like that. And they're like, I'm Billy Loomis's daughter. He was like, that is a terrible reason. <laughs> there is no way I should be opening this door. And I'm aware of this, but I'm still doing it. <laughs> like, like, you just see, like, Dewey go full PTSD and jump behind the couch and hide. It just immediately kills her. And now it's, like, half a thing about, like, Dewey's insane. <laughs> and he's not the killer at the end. He just did that. He hears him out and does the, no, I'm not doing it. I've done this before. I barely survived every time. Sends him away, but of course has the change of heart. Calls Sydney, tells her this is what's going on. We get the I'm Sydney fucking Prescott. Of course I have a gun. Also, congratulations, Sydney is now a mother and wife. She's yes. doing well for herself. Yeah, she's jogging in the park with her like kids in a stroller. It's like 100% she's turned into now like a mom. Yeah, like well done. I'm glad yeah. she got her life together now. And I love that, yeah, she actually she survived all this. And now it's not like she's like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Strode, where she's like insane and she's like hiding out. She's like, no, I got like, oh, she might be in therapy. Who knows? And she's still protected. Like, yes, I have guns. Right. I'm Sydney Prescott. Sydney fucking Prescott. Yeah. But I love how Dewey's almost playing like um in like it, where like the uh one kid that stayed in town calls all the other kids. Oh back yeah, Mike. In. How he's the one who stayed in town and kept watching yeah. everything. Yeah. And um. But he's, like, texting everyone, like, don't you dare come anywhere near this town. Yeah, well, he called Sydney and talked to her. They just text Gail. He's like, ghost face killing again. Don't come back. Smiley face. Like, 
I shouldn't have sent that smiley face. Well, because well, I knew he was like, I hope you're doing well, smiley face. And he's like, I shouldn't have done that. It's like little parts of Dewey like that. <laughs> yeah, it's just enough to still make me love this character, but not be annoying like Jar Jar Binks level of comedy. Yeah, exactly. Like we said, he does then show up with the kids and he has them call their whole group of friends because he's like, it's going to be one of your tight knit group of friends. It's going to be one of them. He also kind of has his Ash moment in Ash versus Evil Dead, where he gets out his old gun yes, out of does. the box and, and jacket. Like, he has yeah, a classic Dewey jacket. Mm-hmm. Gets his gun and everything out. He's no longer sheriff, by the way. He was asked to retire. I guess he went kind of crazy, like yeah, depressed. The who was his deputy in Scream Four is now the sheriff, who's the okay. mom of Wes. She was the deputy who had like a crush on Dewey in Scream Four. I haven't seen that. I think I saw that once or twice years ago. I need to revisit for because I remember liking it. Yeah, it's good. Um, but he's basically talking to the kids. We get that whole, you could be the killer because that cuts deep line there. Mm-hmm. Basically, the only one who he says that it might be, he's not really a big help in identifying the killer, was the boyfriend who, okay, fuck it. Front Street, spoilers, turns out to be true. Right. Like, does call it, but... He does seem to have a pretty good alibi. Like, no, I've never heard of these movies or anything. Yeah, and but I love at the end where he's like, Dewey called it at the very beginning. Yeah. The second he saw me, he knew. Yeah. <laughs> After that, everyone goes home. Wes, our character, goes talks to his mom. His mom leaves. And then he goes to get in the shower. And Ghostface calls his mom when yeah. she's the cop out. So it's like, talk about, like, this is the killer. He goes, why don't you come down to the station and I'll tell you everything. She's like, well... I'll tell you everything about the two people I killed. She goes, two people? Don't you mean one? She goes, well, by the time you get there, your son will be dead or something like that. Yeah. She flies back. And I did love this reference and thought they were going to play into it more. He goes, have you ever seen the movie Psycho? Because her son's in the shower. I'm like, oh, cool. We're going to get the Psycho scene. Because they immediately cut to that classic shot of the shower head. Yeah. I really thought we were going to get it, didn't you? Which honestly probably would be a little too much. Yeah. And I like the way they played it off because she gets home runs to the door, she's running in, and they just jumps out from the porch. Also, crazy broad daylight kill for Ghostface. I was going to say, I don't know if you saw my reaction to that kill, but I was like, what the fuck? It's the <laughs> cop's house. It's broad daylight. This is the front yard. Nobody sees... She also had just called, like, all the cops in town to her house. Yes, How she long did. does it take them to get there? That was my biggest gripe because he kills her and then we cut inside. Now, to be fair, I don't know if this is going on as that's going on because they're outside when this right. is happening. So I don't know if he's walking around after the shower yeah. as it's happening too. That's hard for me to tell. Because that went on for way, that went on for too long. Yeah. I think of too many of, he opened the door, and he closed oh the God. door. I, they played with that to the point I think was on purpose, how much yeah. they played up with that. You know the classic horror scene, you open the refrigerator door, you shut it, killers right there. He does this like six times with different doors or cabinets and everything. And he's never behind any of them. Well, it's also a bear because his mom went out to get sushi for dinner for both of them. Because yes. I also love the a little thing of like, oh, why didn't you uh, DoorDash? They didn't say DoorDash. But they're like, why didn't you order a delivery? And they're like, oh, because it gets smushed when you do that. And I don't like to, yeah, I know you don't like that. And then it went on, it reminded me of Friday the 13th part one. Of him getting ready for getting stuff for sushi. Like, he gets the sriracha out. He gets the soy sauce. He gets the chopsticks. Like, it went on. So It's like Alice making tea. Yeah, All over again. Yeah, very much. Uh, Because he got everything ready. And then he notices the front door is slightly ajar. He doesn't find his mom's body, I don't think, right? No, not. No, because he kind of, like, at first I thought, oh, he's going to look out and see her. And that's going to be the big thing of, like, oh, something's going on. No, he doesn't. No, he shuts it and then Ghostface is right behind him. And this is that kill I was talking about. Where the knife goes through his throat and then out his throat. And, like, is held there. And, like I said, special effects top notch on that scene. I love that. Yeah. this I love the gore in this movie where, like, sometimes it's a little over the top. I'll take it. You know I'll never complain about over the top gore. Also, sometimes, like, and it can get annoying if they just stab him 50 times. But you actually... The character's good enough where you feel it, kind of. Like, yeah. oh, this is a major thing. Yeah, they and, you know, like, even the one, like, we talked about where he killed the mom, and he stabbed her outside, like, 50 yeah. times. The knife got soppy, bloody enough mm-hmm. that I was okay with it, and, like, flinging blood into the air and stuff. I'm like, yeah. I'll take it. 
that yeah, works. That's the only one I had a gripe about just because of the location of it. But it was cool. I like, I like the new thing horror's doing of like, it's not always in the dark and you barely see it. Now they're playing with daylight because I guess they can more than they used to be able to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it makes sense. As long as it's not all bright daylight, whatever. And even then, I guess you could do it well. And like Midsummer. Yeah, that's like, actually that was, the example I was just thinking of. Right. Yes. Where I love where they bring those up, kids would love this movie. Uh, they bring up like all the movies they love, and like they bring up Hereditary, and I was like, "Yay!" And then Hereditary comes back up later. <laughs> yeah, well, all the ones like it was cool. Just like I said, I'm a sucker for cheap references. Like it follows Hereditary, The Babadook. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I love all these movies. Yes, like, like they said, it follows, and I had a little bit of a yay moment of like yeah. I'm like nudging Greg. I'm like, yes, very good. They said the movie. I see demons. Yes. <laughs> Um, so there's kills are starting to stack up now. Where, where did we go after that? This is the hospital, right? I believe. Oh, we also missed Ghostface does attack Sam at the hospital. She gets away. The end. They say we're going to move Tara. This is important to a private floor, extra security. Right, right. Because right then, all the police are showing up at the house because she called, like, someone get to my house Yeah, now. that's it. And that's also when Gail shows up. Mm-hmm. So we have our Gail and Dewey yes. reunion. Which I love, whereas, because every movie, Gail has this bright jumpsuit, like, skirt, like, suit thing on. And it's always, like, it's always, like, bright green. And as soon as I saw the bright red suit, I was like, there's Gail! Yes, exactly. <laughs> Did it feel like they were pausing for audience reaction a tiny bit where she yeah. first showed up? Like, oh, yes, I'm Gail Weathers. Pause. Audience, <laughs> like, yay! I felt like they paused on purpose in the movie for It's the Jay and Silent Bob strike back scene where it's like, Mark Hamill, applause. Exactly. <laughs> but she shows up, we have our Gail and Dewey reunion, kind of like touching them, like going over their issues with each other, but kind of reuniting a bit and all that. Which, anytime I see those two in a scene together, because they were married in real life, I'm always wondering if there's any part of it that's like, well, this is awkward. Because they're honest, they're talking about a relationship that's failed. Scream 4, they were already divorced, or separated, for yeah. at least. And I know this one they were. I just saw an interview with Arquette where he's like, no, it's cathartic. Like, we get mm-hmm. along fine. Oh, good. It's, we've been through so much here. We met on the first Scream. It's not a problem. We uh, enjoy working together still. Because that's one thing I've always wondered about is, like, is it a thing of, like, they just do it because the money's right and, like, they want to keep Scream together? Or is it a thing of, oh, no, it's, like, amicable? Hey, I don't think they hate each other. Or okay. Anything. But we did get that nice reunion between the two of them. And then Sam's there, and she realizes, because the cop who's guarding her sister is there, is there, mm-hmm. she, who's watching my sister? But everyone came because the sheriff was in trouble. So her and Dewey take off towards the hospital. Well, she starts taking off, and Dewey, hop, Dewey hops in the car. He's like, what are you waiting for? Go. And they both take off to go check on Tara. Yeah, every time Sam, because at this point we had no idea who the killer is. No. Every time Sam goes off by herself, because I think at this point we know that she's having the visions. Yes, we've already established that, yeah. Where she sees... Can we talk on that for a second? Sure. Dude, the first time they did it, I'm like, holy yeah. shit. Like, one, it looks like they de-aged Skeet really well, like, straight back out of the original Scream. Yeah. I That that can't be him, because I've seen pictures of him. I just saw him in person, like, this past year. Yeah. At Steel City Code. He does not look like that okay. anymore. And you know what's funny? I saw this TikTok of someone talking mm-hmm. to Skeet, because, like, I, I'm on, like, horror talk, I guess, pops up all the yeah. time. So Scream stuff will pop up here and there. And someone asked him, like, are you going to be in the new Scream movie? And he, like, brushed it off, like, no, something about a bullet to the head. So, like, <laughs> that seems like, yeah, I'm not in that movie. And he's the one who was. Yeah. He was it, which just blew me away. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure they de-aged him quite a bit. But he looked straight out of Scream, even with yeah. the bloody shirt still and everything. And the hair. Yeah. Like, I love that it's spot on him. Yeah. But she does have visions of him, like, because she learned he's her dad and everything. And, right. of course, once you know your dad's a serial killer, it's probably going to mess you up a bit. Because I would say, at this point, we didn't know who the killer is. And she tried to go off by herself, and Dewey kind of jumps in with her. And she looks shocked for a moment. And because at this point, I'm thinking, like, it's a two on the nose that she's the killer, or is that perfect for this movie? Well, she was already attacked at the hospital, but that could have been an act with the two killers. That's what I was thinking. It's almost a thing. It couldn't be her. She was attacked. But she wasn't injured. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much true. But they you go too there, man. Before you die, man. They get to the hospital, but not right away. We cut to the hospital, Ed. The power goes out and Tara hears someone walking around, so she kind of wheels herself out and everything. Then Richie, the boyfriend, shows up. Are you okay? Like, your sister Colin sent me. And then Ghostface, like, knocks out Richie, shows up. This was our most, like, 
holy shit, this ghost face doesn't fuck around scene for me yeah. was this right here. Because this is where he's on the phone. And also, I like they clicked on and we have Bluetooth now. Mm-hmm. So Ghostface can be on the phone just walking around because we have Bluetooth. Yeah. You see him click on his voice changer and answer the call under the mask as he's still stalking Tara about to kill her because she can't walk well or anything. They're hands-free now. Yeah. It's 2022. Which, <laughs> I'm so glad they kept the tech real in this one. Yeah. Because we didn't have the stupid voice downloader changer that still doesn't exist from 3, or the weird I can stream anywhere headset from 4. Like, they just kept the technology real for today's age. Yeah, it's like that moment where they thought, like, Google Glasses was going to be a thing, and yeah. then nothing came of it. Yeah, exactly. But it was cool. And then, so we get that whole thing. He's like, tell me which one you want me to kill, and I'll let the other one live. And she goes, actually, I was just stalling for time. Elevator opens up. Uh, Dewey to the rescue, blast Ghostface in the chest like six times. Awesome, but also, Dewey, you know better than this. Yeah. Oh, oh he doesn't blast Ghostface right away. He shoots at Ghostface and Ghostface runs. Right. They help Tara up. They help Richie up. They're going back. And then Ghostface attacks Dewey, gets shot a bunch of times by Dewey. They get to the elevator like, wait, I got to go back. You got to shoot him in the head. Yeah. And it was very much, it reminded me of the um, original version, not the producer's cut of Halloween 6, but the theatrical where you just see Dr. Loomis go into the, uh, back into the hospital, yeah. and then he just disappears. Where in, in, I believe it, then the movie just ends. And I always thought, like, oh, okay, so he killed Loomis and got away. Yeah. It's almost kind of like that is what it reminded me of. Yeah, for a minute until then they show but quite a bit. Dewey is fucking badass, though. He's like, like you said, he's old, like, grungy, like, Han Solo in Force Awakens, like, kind of like, he's run down. He's drinking whiskey and coffee. Like, you know, like, he's that kind of guy. But he can still beat the fuck out of this. Well, I guess you later find out is, like, a little girl. Or a little, like... Yeah, but still, she's got the jump on him, and he's quite run down. Yeah. But, yeah, I love, like, the throwing, like, against the walls and whatnot into the... uh, It looks like a trophy case kind of thing, because there's glass everywhere. Yeah. Also... Wearing a bulletproof vest, because you see when he goes up there, you see the bullets, like, embedded in the chest. Did you catch that? Yeah. It's like, Dewey, you were in part three. Yeah. You know <laughs> you know how this goes, Dewey. Come on. Yeah. And, well, Dewey's like, well, you don't need a bulletproof vest. What do you have? Like, your chest is entirely scar tissue, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need a bulletproof vest. But it goes, Ghostface gets the jump on him, because right when he's about to shoot Ghostface's phone rings, distracts him just for a second. Ghostface jumps up and just, like, Guts, uh, Dewey. One, first time I think we've seen dual knife-wielding Ghostface. Yeah. Two hunter knives. Stabs him in, like, the gut and then around to the back. And then, like, does this weird Mortal Kombat finisher. Yeah. Where she just, like, rips up with both of the knives. And there's so much blood coming out of him. Well, because the very first time, the Dewey, the first time Dewey got stabbed, I almost, I laughed. Because, yeah, like, Dewey gets stabbed in every screen. We I'm know. like, of course. And in about ten minutes, we'll see him getting put into an ambulance. Yeah. But as soon as they started sawing into his gut, and you saw all that blood yeah, like a, come out, like a standing terrifier kill, and yes, and what what did she say? Um, it's an honor. Yeah, it's it's an honor. Like when she killed Dewey. Yeah, it's an honor. I get to kill you. Like I'm the one that does it. Yeah, and yeah, Dewey's dead. And then to drive this point home, because still I'm like, right, one after this, I'm like with how much blood, and they make it like a. Pool of it's, blood. It, the floor is covered. Yeah. And you see that sawing multiple, like, yeah. two knives. Like, He's not that I wanted Dewey blood. to die, but one, I did call it. Group chat has proof. Uh-huh. I, I just said Dewey's dying. But I'm like, man, they have to let him die here, or else it's going to be so unbelievable. Yeah. I can't take it. That's, that's going to be him being Michael Myers yeah. now. Like, not the killers. But... You even see him in the body bag and everything. He's dead. Which, if they did a tiny little close-up of the uh, tag on the body bag. To make sure you knew it was Did his. you see me? Because I was getting out of my seat, like, following it. <laughs> like, <laughs> And then Gail shows up, sees Dewey's dead. Very sad. Yes. Right. And we get at least, like, a few minutes of, like, you get to take in, like, oh, shit. One of the main characters, and probably other than uh, Matthew Lillard, my favorite character in the franchise. Yeah. Dude, Dewey, like, pour one out for Dewey right now. It's yeah. sad to see him go. But, man, I'm glad. Look, not that I wanted, don't like any of these characters, but one of our core three had to die. Yeah, I would have rather Courtney Cox. I, I thought it would be Courtney Cox, because she's yeah. the one, if you ask me, who seems least likely to keep returning. Yeah, I'm surprised that, like, how, because I saw her on the news, on the television. I thought, there's her cameo. 
Yeah. I went, okay, they checked off Courtney Cox, they got Gail. That she's not going to show up with her news van. Well, she did pretty but well. Though. She did. She's in a lot of it. Which I was super surprised when she showed up. But I would have guessed that exactly like you said, she was going to be the one of, I'll do one more, guys, but kill me so I can stop doing this. Yeah. Next morning, we have Gail talking to Sam for a second. They're like, he helped me. That's what he does. He helps people. If it wasn't for him, my sister would be dead. And then Sydney shows up. Yeah, and I think at this, uh, it was around this time I had to piss like a motherfucker and went, I'll be right back. And I was there and back as quickly as I could get. I'm like, what did I miss? You're very (laughs) brave watching a Scream movie and saying, I'll be right back. Oh, yeah, yes. Especially when I saw people walking into the movie with Scream masks in their hand. Yeah, see, things could go bad. Don't you remember Scream 2? Yeah. I gets killed in the bathroom after doing that. I was hearing weird sounds. Which, you, but if, you didn't put your ear up to the stall like a weirdo. Which one is, which scary, is it scary movie one where he puts his ear up to the glory hole yeah, and fake goes, so. face shoves his dick through his head? I think so. Yeah. Um, but so the only thing you missed, I told you when you got back, the kids smartly say, we're getting out of this town. Now, right. We're who? Do- like all of them? The sisters. Okay. They's like, and the we're boyfriend? doing what no one else has done in this situation and we're left. getting out of woodsboro is the boyfriend going to the boyfriend's going okay. with yes so honestly smart there sydney tries to stop and talk to him like look it's not gonna work like i'm sorry this isn't your story this is mine we're not letting it end bad they leave there was a whole thing where sydney is just like no it's just me distracting him i put a tracker on the car yeah well and the gail kind of gives her a look and it's like it seems like some gail weathers would do which it is 100 percent. yeah and then after that, they're leaving. And like I said, legit smart. I'm like, if they make it, the movie's mm-hmm. over. Right. Like, I don't picture Ghostface traveling across the country or anything. This is Friday the 13th, the game. Get out of the border, and he cannot chase you. Exactly. <laughs> but we realized Tara, who they did establish, too. I'm glad it wasn't something they just showed. They established it in the first scene and in, like, another scene or two. She needs her inhaler. Right. And she can't find it. Like, what's going on? I can't breathe without it. The boyfriend's like, I don't want to stop. Also genius, because he's the one who would want to stop. He He's yeah. the one fighting it, making him seem even less likely to be the killer. Like, no, you have to stop. Okay, we left one at... Uh, what's the girl's name? I Mikey? Uh, Alright, started with an M. What's our other killer's been, name, beside Richie? Oh, um... Amber? I got it here, hang on. There's Richie. Amber Freeman, yeah, the actress's name is Mikey, yes. Amber, like, there's one at Amber's house. Yes. So, they go... Which- you kind of pointed oh, out. Look, not to brag, but I felt pretty fucking proud yeah. of this. Even before they revealed it. Even before the pan out. Yeah, I'm like, I think that's Stu's house. Yeah. And they're walking around like, that banister looks really familiar. And I've seen house tours of that house and yeah. what it looks like today. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's fucking Stu's house. Yeah. And then I even told him, like, oh, never mind. I lied. I was wrong. Yeah, because Greg nudges me. He goes, Stu's house. And I go, ooh, because my interest is peak because I love Stu. I'm like, any connection to Lillard, I'm like, cool. Yeah. And uh, that house is from the first one, it's a cool house. Yeah. And it's also, like you said, it's um almost like the guys that did the Buffalo Bill house, they do for the Scream house. Yeah, you can go to the Scream house. Yeah. Which I want to so bad. Where is it? It's in California. Oh, well, fuck. Yeah, it's, me and you were like, yeah, we can hit the Friday the 13th, like, we were just talking about going to the sleepaway camp, where yeah. sleepaway camp was filmed. All the ones around us, yeah, I'm like. I don't think I'm driving to California for the Scream House. Well, we could make it a big thing. We could see the Plan 9 filming locations. We could see Bella Lugosi's grave. Dude, if we did California, we'd hit most of them. Yeah, we yeah. have <laughs> slim pickings out in Pennsylvania and, like, You're, the bordering states. Me and Greg are sitting in the cemetery, and I'm just, like, crying over Bella Lugosi's grave. You're <laughs> like, we need to leave. We have so many other things we need to see. I need to get to Elm Street, Brett. Come on. Look, it's too soon. You're like, he was 80-something <laughs> in the 50s. It should have been me! <laughs> but just like the original Scream, they're having a house party during a murder spree at Stu's house. And they even mention of, like, uh, is it Richie that says yeah. it? Of, like, oh, yeah, great idea, having a party during a murder spree. Yeah, and everyone's going on. They're watching the Stab movies, too. A scene that we haven't seen from, apparently, Stab 1, where there's a lot of layers to this, as oh you pointed God. out to me. And, uh, and I forgot, too. It's in Stu's house that that original scene took place in. So it's the movie based on the first movie in this franchise that they're watching in this movie in the same house as the first movie. Yes. There's so many layers it hurts your head if you try to think about it. And as soon as that scene happened and she's literally watching the scene where he's like, turn around to the movie. Then she's saying turn around to the movie. 
And then she goes, turn around and then looks up. But it's, but that few seconds of like, I was like, Oh my God, like what the fuck are you doing? My brain's hurting. (laughs) But before they show up, they show up there and whatever. But before the party, there's this scene where Randy's nephew, I don't remember his name, but is making out with a girl. She's like, you want to go upstairs? I love the, maybe not. I'm still not 100% sure you're not the killer. And she gets all mad. Which is smart. Yeah. And they set her up to be so evil, like the definite killer to where I'm like, there's no way you're the killer. No, not. And if she was the killer, I would be mad. And I would not like this movie as much. Yeah, because they would have telegraphed it so much. But, um. She leaves and goes outside, and eventually he's like, I gotta go make up to her. And she goes outside. He texts her. She's like, here, use this. It's like a Find My Phone app. He clicks and starts following it. And this is the creepiest, like, Find Your Friends app, because it beeps and gets aggressively louder and, like, more frequent as you get close, which is perfect for a horror movie, but not in real life. But he gets close to her. like, beep, 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 beep. And his ghost face stabs him. He runs away. And what's genius about this that we just established is when Ghostface is chasing him, the beeping on his phone increases, even though he's still when Ghostface is getting closer right. to him, which I thought was actually a really smart like horror choice to do. And then also, well, it's like Ghostface now also knows exactly where you are. Yeah. Which I love, he takes his phone out of his pocket and he throws it. It's like, it's almost, I forget what, uh, no, it's always sunny in Philadelphia again, where Charlie, I think, was talking about like they're being tracked. He's like, let's tie it to a squirrel. And it's like, <laughs> how are you going to get a squirrel? <laughs> um, I thought he was dead. When he lays there and yeah. like our main crew pulls in and he sees our car, I count him as a death. I'm like, I had to put that finger down later. Yeah. But, I saw that where that's a, once again I had a little chuckle of like, oh yeah, that goes enough. Like Greg's having a hell of a hell of a time with this week's count of the dead. Yeah, I got it though. I was <laughs> proud. But after that, our main crew shows up and we have other little things like the who ends up being our other killer, Amber, we said, right? Yes. Which at the, I didn't say it out loud because we're in a movie theater and I'm not going to be like, I think the killer is. And also, I don't want to like ruin it for you. I'm just I trying care. to do my I own talking to you. Yeah. But I was like, Richie is too, his character's too weird. And he seems too like, I don't know. And I'm just a bumbling like, oh, and like <laughs> waka waka. Yeah. And she and Amber was like dark and like, she had like a choker collar on, so she's gothy and whatnot. And it always it kind of seemed like she if they're going with it, she might be the killer, I was thinking. And when it was those two, I was like, okay, it didn't ruin it for me, but I was almost like, oh, I wish they would have not made it so uh obvious that like me as like a not a hardcore scream fan, like a very what general um what do you Fairweather. Yeah. Um no, that just means that I only like it when it's good. Or that, almost, that seems accurate, right? Or if, like, and let's say if I never saw any of the screams and I just went to this one. Oh, so okay. Says, You're a so-so. I don't Right. Know. I kind of know it. And I was like, oh, those two. I, was, I forget where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> but it, w- it was telegraphed, but not too bad. Exactly. Okay. But we have a scene with her and Randy's niece in the basement where Randy's niece is trying to, like, t- teach her how to survive this movie. Yeah. Like, you can't just trust me and go into the basement alone and stuff, but... It doesn't matter because she's the killer, but whatever. Yeah, I even love where, like, she's like, if they're like, okay, let's go back upstairs. And she's like, you go first. Like, very smart. Like, it's very, like, I, it's meta in a good way for me like that. Yeah. Like, meta, I, it has to be specific for me to enjoy it. And this one, I think, did it as well as you might be able to. Yeah. Our main crew, um, not our main crew, is in Sydney and Courtney, but um, the Carpenter sisters and Richie show up clear out the party pretty much i also yeah. love that like sam and richie are like a little older and they like okay gen z it's time to leave kicking out like some old dad just kicked yes. us out of the party i love that line of like someone's angry dad just kicking us out <laughs> like, oh, that's hilarious but but i even love how richie's like i'm saving your life get out of the murder house <laughs> yeah well at this point it has been revealed as Stu's old house yes. right okay and then so we're down to pretty much, I guess, our new main crew there. So like right. that friend group. And how does the first person die here again? Run this by me again. Because I know Amber shoots someone. It's right when everyone starts yeah. accusing each other of because, it. Um, and does she just lose it and shoot someone? Because everyone starts accusing that one girl. I forget her name, but with the, the pink hair. The one who the boy went out looking right. for. Okay, yeah. Um, 
and everyone's like, oh, she did. And then Amber's just like, nope, she's not the killer. And just shoots her in front of everyone. Well, she has it down to a select few, she thinks. And she knows she has backup there. She can take everything. Shoots her. And then, okay, we have her killer. Which I love because everyone kind of runs and scatters and everything. And that's when Gail and Sydney pull up. And I love because that girl, Amber, the killer, comes running out, like, holding Mm -hmm. herself, like, help, help. Before that, though, they pull up to the house and you hear screaming going on in the former stew house and everything. And she goes, yep, sounds about right. Yeah, where they are just like, they're jaded by this now. Oh, how many they're times? Like, they're like, every like six years I have to go through this shit. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like, okay, get the guns out. They have guns ready. They're going up and like you said, like she comes stumbling out like, help me. And they both are like, what do you think? They're like, it seems like a trick. She's like, whoa, it's a good shot. And yeah. then like shoots a gale. Yeah. Which, this is the gut shot, where immediately she starts crying, and Sydney's like, we need to get you to a hospital immediately. And then Gail's like, no, go inside and save him, and leaves her on the front lawn. And then half an hour later, Gail was fine, and just has a blanket over her. Yeah, movie magic. Yeah. But she gets inside, then Sydney goes after her, going around trying to find her, everything like that. At this time, Sam and Richie are in the basement, and Richie... Kind of convincingly is like, listen, I think it might be Tara as crazy as it sounds and mm-hmm. everything. Trying to convince her as her sister. Going upstairs, there, Sydney's going around. Ghostface calls her like, Sydney Prescott, it's an honor. As Sydney's just shouting, anyone who's out there, killer or not, better make yourself seen. And she's just shooting through every door. Which, yeah, you're getting collateral damage, but Sydney's not fucking around this time. No, and I love she was actually right because she did shoot the killer. Yeah, on accident, but it worked. Yeah. Shoots through the one door and it's Richie like, Ah, what the fuck? You shot me. And then this, before they revealed it, this was, granted, it was only like a minute or two before they revealed it. But I'm like, it's him. Mm-hmm. Because she kicks the door and then and he's yelling, oh, you shot me? Like, oh my God, Ghostface. Ghostface was already in the room with him, though. This is what went in my head. I'm like, oh. and attacked Sydney there. Yeah. I'm like, how did you not know Ghostface was hiding in there with you? And so then I'm like, right. he is the other killer right there. Okay, yeah. But like I said, this is 30 seconds before it's revealed it's him anyway. Right. Because... Sydney and Gooseface fall down the banister. Richie gets down there, grabs the knife, stabs Sam, and starts twisting the knife in her and everything. There, now we have our two killers. And basically what they're like, because every killer has their reason for doing it in the Scream franchise. For to like, varying degrees of good. Yeah, where it's like either they're getting back at Sydney's mom and the whole family, they want to make another movie. And this one, it's they hate the uh, how the stab sequels are going and how the last one had nothing to do with the other seven ones. And the only good one is the first one. Well, that's another time where me and you kind of glanced at each other. Like, of the, yeah, the how many best, times have we said this? Yes. Yeah, the first one's the best one. And they're like, no, we're rebooting it. Uh, doing a what? A requel. I love like the, uh, see, we got Gail here. We got Sydney here. We already took care of Dewey. We got our new people. We have this like completely like we've written our movie and we're going to be famous. Yeah, so it makes sense. And also it's like Amber moved into the stew house and like learned about the history. Like, well, how did you know that he was our dad? Like small town people talk, which right. honestly makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You do, And that's just a little throwaway thing of dialogue that explains a way of like, okay, yeah, they didn't do some big like, oh, they went to the library and they're going through the microfiche. Yeah, we <laughs> broke into the medical records and like did DNA tests yeah. on you while you were sleeping. Like nothing These like that. These teenagers did this. Yeah. Like- <laughs> no, nothing like that. Then we kind of break it down. Gail and Sydney are in there, and Sam is in the kitchen with both the killers. And they're like, okay, go get Tara, bring her down. She was tied up upstairs. And they're like, she's not here because Sam cut her loose. She knew she wasn't the killer. Right. So she's running around. So now it's just Amber down there with the gun. And let me get this right because this is where it gets confusing. <laughs> Sydney, Gail, and Sam in the kitchen. And then we get this whole everyone yelling back and forth and everything. Sydney grabs a knife, attacks her. She gets shoved on. I know I'm probably stepping out of order here because at some point here, Tara like smacks one of them with a crutch and everything's going kind of crazy for a little bit. Pushes Amber onto the... Oh, no, they break a glass bottle of hand sanitizer over her face, soaking her in alcohol. She gets pushed onto the oven and lights up on fire. Like you said, very hereditary-like. Yeah, this is my... Like, I saw that because she was mentioning, like, oh, I love hereditary, like, earlier in the movie. And I was just like, oh, that's so perfect. Best hereditary cosplay ever. Yes. Um, And then later on, the guy, Richie's out there, and... Does Sydney get him? 
Who gets Richie? I think Sydney. I does. think so. Yeah, Sydney shoots him like ten times. Yeah. Oh no. No. That's awesome. That's, that's right. where Sam stabs yes. the fuck out of him as ghost of Billy looking on in the yeah, mirror. Yeah. Where Billy like kind of like glances down to where the knife is laying. Yeah. Where it's almost like use the force. Like I said, people, <laughs> we just watched this right before we came on to record, so if we're getting our details botched. That's why. But yeah, so yeah, ghost of Billy's watching. All I wanted. Look, if I can make one change to this movie, it's after she stabs the fuck out of him a thousand times, she does the Billy thing where she... But yeah. that'd be gross because that'd be real blood that time. It yeah. wasn't the corn syrup like was on him. It would have been, okay, we're setting her up to be a killer now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dr. Loomis just comes in. No! No! <laughs> Halloween 4. He gets tackled. <laughs> <laughs> That's neither here nor there. But um, Yeah, and then Sydney shoots him in the head. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because they're like he always comes back. The killer always comes back, and oh uh, no, uh, uh, Sam. Yeah, takes the gun and shoots him like three times in the chest, and then like through his head. I'm like, but he didn't have his jump back up moment. What the fuck? Like, right. I guess we're not doing that. And then look, props to the movie because I had already written her out. Me too. Um, Amber, who had just been burned alive, you hear. Ah! run and yeah. Sydney does shoot her in the head and she's like melted no yeah. what it reminded me of is this eye scene from hostel because for oh, a yeah, split second all, yeah. you see her eye because her eyes fucked and burnt yeah and... again look I know I said this a couple times this episode special effects on this I really enjoyed yeah especially like big budget horror like oddly seems to skimp out on the effects a lot of times they'll either cheaply CGI it or just do so so blood right like they actually seem like they took their time with the gore and everything in this yeah and thank god they didn't just go like oh CGI is cheaper who yeah. cares just do that there's actually like blood falling on the ground which yeah. I like and then that's pretty much the end of the movie right I think where we get to where like they cut and Gail and Sydney are sitting on the tailgate of the ambulance. Yeah. Everyone's getting patched up. Gail says she's not going to write a book about this tragedy, like leave the killers and uh, anonymity. They, I can never say yes. <laughs> Instead of like writing a thing and making new movies and stuff about them, and she's going to write a book about Dewey, yeah. like I said, which is a nice thing. Um, the two girls get in the ambulance together. We're never going to leave each other again. Right. All that. The end. And just like the original scream, screen goes black. Quick. Ghost face yeah. shot and then credits. And then we got the four Wests at yeah, the end. Four Wests at the end. With uh, I think it was in the original screen font. Yeah, it was. Like. Yeah, exactly. And then that was and then uh the lights came up and you quick Googled, is there an end credit scene yeah. to Scream Five? Because I had to piss like a motherfucker, but I also know we live in twenty twenty two. I'm like, yeah. there's post credit scenes on so much, so I Googled I'm like, okay, no post credit scene. Which like you said would have really fit in with what they were doing if they did some kind of weird. Yeah, because modern scene. cinema, lots of post credit scenes. Because of what Marvel has done. Yeah. And now <laughs> everything else because of it. Right. And yeah, that was Scream. Yeah. AKA like, Scream Five, aka Scream twenty twenty two. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. I I mean, I've talked enough about this movie, but as a Scream fan, it made me really happy because I'm also a Scream fan who hates Scream at the same time. Yeah. I really dislike some of the things, but I love the rest of them, and this definitely stuck more in the stuff that I love. Yeah, and it, it's coming from someone who's not such a Scream fan, I also loved it. Yeah. Like, I've, I think it's, like, the second best one. Two and three, I've always been like, okay, these are kind of whatever. Four I saw like once years ago and I liked it okay. But the first one is the one I really like was like, oh, that's the one I rewatched before. Yeah. You know. I'll just rewatch like once we get to the house scene in one sometimes forward. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have a lot of time. I feel like watching Scream. Okay, let's go to where the house party starts and go from there. Watch Lillard chew scenery. That's probably how I'm gonna fucking die, Sydney. <laughs> All right, so you want to get Cow of the Dead? Yes. Well, oh, this one I can't wait for. Where are we at with the Count of the Dead? All right, so Count of the Dead is where we tally all the deaths in the movie, and we add it to all the deaths in all the movies we've done before. All right, last episode we did Skinner, which left us with a Count of the Dead of 767. Okay. Where do you think Scream left us? Oh, God. Um, I'm going to say 10. Little less, which was the amount before I had to take two away. Okay, eight? Yes, it was eight. Okay. Brought us to a count of the dead of 775. Oh, I don't math, so yeah. sure. And you know what? I might have got that count of the dead wrong. Get the more accurate one next week. Because yeah. I, <laughs> I look, I don't have my notebook with last week's here, so I might have did some of that wrong. But yeah, that's where I think we're at. Right, which, I mean, I know awesome deaths, too. Oh, yeah. Eight, eight kills in this movie. All eight really good kills. Um, So every week, Greg does his count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. 
and I like to do my ratings from Dimension Z, where I don't have to do my whole spiel of like fumbling and bumbling my way into explaining <laughs> this for the next 10 minutes. Fuck you, Cisco and Ebert. Um, basically, I do my own rating system. Uh, one is the worst, 10 is the best, and I rate that thing um, out of something from the movie, and I don't pick that till right now. We were talking about the Inception on Inception thing yeah. with the, and that's like super meta where even all of a sudden they're being like, my brain hurts. I'm going to do like meta things. Reboots? What do you mean uh, meta things? Where like, you know how like, they're like, oh, they call out something in the movie and they're like calling it like, oh, you see, we're kind of poking okay, fun at so it. Meta references. Meta references. Okay. There we go. So a number one meta reference, like. A worst. I'm gonna say it's something from Scream Three because I hate that one. Okay. But just that movie in general, other than Jay and Silent Bob, that one tiny scene is awesome. Number ten meta reference. I'm gonna say something from, like almost how that scene in this movie is, where it's like on top of each itself, but it's almost too much. It's so stacked on. It's just like, oh 10? my god. Okay. I'm gonna give Scream Five or Scream Twenty Twenty Two eight meta references out of ten. I really like this movie a lot. It kept me hooked throughout the movie, and that's coming from someone who doesn't really follow the series as much. That's good because I I'm very close, and I thought about this before we came on. I'm going eight and a half meta references, okay. so pretty damn close to perfect. There's only one Scream movie, in my opinion, that's perfect, but this one's pretty damn close. I yeah. liked it a lot. I had a great time watching it. Can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it again and catch even more. Because this seems like a movie you're going to catch more the more you watch it. Oh, for sure. But I would definitely recommend seeing it. Oh, definitely. I hope you do. I hope you see it before you get it spoiled for you, too. I hope you didn't listen to us first. Yeah. (laughs) All right. What we got next week? You picked what we're doing next week. Right. And, oh, that's right. Um, Next week, we are doing The Stuff with Michael Moriarty. It's another Larry Cohen movie. This is the evil ice cream movie, right? Yes. Okay, I've never seen it, so I'm excited to see it. Because you, you always tell me I need to see it. You can't get enough of the stuff. I don't know. I, I don't understand this reference. It, it's it's the jingle. Oh, I, I've never seen it. I don't know the jingle. <laughs> no, no we're, let's say we're ready for an old, like, middle-aged man who is Michael Moriarty teaming up with a young 12-year-old kid and just pulling up to his house and saving him out of nowhere. And these two characters had never met before. So how'd he get there? We don't know. I have no idea, but I'm excited to know this reference next week. Nobody knows. <laughs> all right, but yeah, so join us for the stuff next week. Please make sure you guys follow us on all the socials. We're pretty much everywhere. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, please leave the show a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah, check out Greg uh, on Geek Positive with Ryan Maxwell, where they talk about nerdy shit. Yep. And sometimes Brandon's on, too. Yeah, Brandon jumps in quite a bit. Yeah. Well, anything else? No, that's all I got. All right. Well, we hope that Scream 2022 has left your brain throbbing with horror.